This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. What is your name? This is Frank Trace, and it's nice to nice to see you, Christopher. Oh, thank you. Uh, likewise. <laughs> um, what is your primary role, would you say, in the line dance community? I think my probably my primary role is instructor. Uh, my, I have a, a lot of students back in Canton, Ohio, home of the Football Hall of Fame, if you're familiar with Canton, Ohio. Uh, I teach uh, a lot of classes back home. I have six classes a week. They're very well attended. I'm very, very fortunate to have uh, such a large group. My beginner classes are anywhere between 80 to 90 people. Wow. Three times a week, which is crazy. And uh, my improver classes uh, have usually around 30, 35 people, and same intermediate, about 30, 25, 35 people come to those. So that's my primary thing. I love doing my classes back home. I've been uh, teaching uh, about 20 years. I think this might be going on to my 21st year uh, teaching line dancing. Uh, I love it. I have students that have been with me from my very first class, so they've been with me all 20-some years. And then, of course, I get new ones all the time, too. So that's my primary thing, is, is my classes back home. I love them. Then I do dance socials back home. And, uh, once or twice a month, we'll have a dance social for about three hours, and we mix it up, dance beginner, improver, uh, intermediate, and just have a good time. Now, how do you how do you find new beginners and attract them to a class? You know, yeah, I have a lot of people ask me that, and what I try to do is uh, I, I make up little flyers and any public bulletin board I can find in a in maybe like a family restaurant or a grocery store or a coffee shop, you know. If you look, you'll find that I've posted a little poster. So I'm always having these little posters that I tack up because you never know who's going to spot them. I've had people say, I saw this, you know, at the, the coffee shop on the bulletin board. And I thought, I'd just come and check you out, you know, see what it's all about. Um, also, I tell my students, talk it up. It's word of mouth. I tell them, talk, talk to your bank teller, mention it, somehow work it into the conversation, mm. somehow work it in line dancing, yeah, you know, to your, to, like I say, your bank teller, your, uh, your postal guy, uh, your neighbor, you know, relatives, just work it in and you'll be surprised how many people don't even know about this sport or they think, oh, back when, you know, the Urban Cowboy Days, that movie, oh, it's, you know, it's those little country dances and uh, uh, they don't do those anymore. It's a whole underground thing people don't know about. We have to do a better job of just getting the word out. And once people find out about it and they uh, uh, see what it's all about and that we're dancing to all sorts of music, all types. I mean, yeah, we do the we do the country stuff, but then we also have Latin and the oldies and uh, you know hip hop, funky. It's all a mixture, and then I think that's what people really, really like about it. So it's basically word of mouth and just always bringing it up somehow in a conversation. Yeah. On the flyers, uh, do you just keep the simple text, or do you put pictures? What attracts the eye to that? Usually. What I do is I'll, the heading has real big line dancing. So that's the thing you got to catch their eye with. And then 
I usually have, you know, with Frank Trace underneath, uh, maybe a, just might be my credentials, uh, instructor, choreographer, or something, just kind of, you know, play that low, low key. But the big thing is line dancing, and then the next thing, your name. And then I do try to incorporate some kind of graphics. Sometimes I use my picture. Uh, I have found some fun little cartoons that's about line dancing that maybe I'll put a, uh, a cartoon on there that would attract somebody's attention. Like, what is this cartoon? And read it. And, oh, you know. And then just, you know, my locations. And I always put my website, email, phone number. What are your website, email, and phone number? Uh, email, uh, my website's easy, franktrace.com. <laughs> easy enough to remember. And um, I try to keep that as up-to-date as possible. Uh, my website and I uh, always put on there uh, uh, my new dances with the, with the step sheets. I usually put it on my website first and then after I've tested them out with my students then I'll go ahead and put them on Copper Knob and Kick It and so on. And uh, uh, my email is just uh, franktrace2, the number 2, franktrace2 at gmail. Hmm. You know. And, uh, yeah, that's how people get... Or you can get a hold of me through my website, franktrace.com. Easy enough. So once people are through the door, once people are through the door, they have tested out mm -hmm. your beginner class. They're, yeah. they're listening to the music. They're seeing who's there. How do you keep them hooked? <laughs> the, the key to it is make it fun. First thing I tell students the very first night that they're there... I said, you are doing something that's very healthy for you. It's very social. It's uh, it, Even Dr. Oz has talked about the benefits of line dancing. Mm. And he's had line dancers on his show a couple of times even. Uh, and I tell them about how it, it, it's better that you're out doing something social, active. Music makes you happy to begin with. It's better than sitting at home on the couch with a bag of potato chips, you know. Get out and do something social. And I tell them, don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Have fun so you don't get the steps quite right this week. The more you do them, the more, the easier it'll become and it'll start, start to click with you. I tell them, everybody learns at a different pace. The person next to you may like be picking up the steps like boom 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 and you're going like oh what's up with them well maybe they have had dance experience in their background ballroom tap jazz whatever you may pick up a little slower that's okay just stick with it it's just uh don't beat yourself up have fun with it you're getting out doing something social and then Usually they become hooked after that, you know, they keep coming back, coming back, and then before you know it, you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you meet people. Mm -hmm. you go, oh, well, I got to go because I told Sally that I'm going to be back next week, so I got to go, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of a snowball effect. Are there any go-to dances or like a ladder of dances that you have people test out um, that they can achieve and, and gain that confidence in? What I usually do, uh, I usually... It, I run my classes in uh, six-week increments, so um, it's kind of that's, a, that's another thing. It's kind of good to get them to pay up front. Mm. If if they make a commitment and pay for six weeks of lessons all up front, 
they're a little bit more apt to come back, you know, because like, all right, I already made this commitment. And and after you get them through those first several weeks, then they are, they're hooked, you know. Uh, so I kind of like to do that. So the first couple weeks, um, I keep the dances uh, easy, no syncopation, uh, minimal turns. Uh, I do things like one of my favorite go-to dances is a dance called Let's Chill by Vivian Scott. Uh, the music is by Hannah Montana. The music's fun. It's a cute little dance. You know, you walk forward, walk back, walk forward, walk back. You do a couple little heel things, touch, touch, and you turn, wave your arms in the air. They love it. The music's fun. It's easy. I find that they have no problem picking that up. That's a, you know, that's that's the type of dance that I try to do at least the first two weeks. About the third week, then I try to start adding some syncopation, some shuffles. You know, teach them a shuffle step, and. I also, I try to make sure I break down the steps so they understand. Like when I have my beginners do shuffles for the very first time, I just don't do just one shuffle forward, left, right, left. I have them back up and just do a whole series of shuffles. Shuffle forward, shuffle forward, shuffle forward, shuffle, you know, have them do a whole series they get a kick out of it. They start giggling because now we're all kind of like shuffling up to the front. Then I'll have them turn around and in their spot, shuffle back. Hmm. Then they've got they've done a whole series of them, and now they're a little more comfortable. Oh, shuffles aren't hard, you know. Step by step, step by step, uh, you know. That's that sort of thing, you know. Then you keep progressing from there, you know. Side shuffles and Lindy steps and things. You keep building, but you always review. Oh yeah, every week so they they get comfortable. How do you know when it's time to push them a little harder? How do you know when they can handle it? Well, I usually I used to I, I like to stop and turn around and just watch for a while as they're dancing, you know, um, and then I can kind of feel them out, looking around around the room. And I see, okay, well, they're struggling here with that. They're struggling, you know, and, you know, I'll break down the steps again or whatever. But it's, it's usually kind of just a feeling. If, also, let me say this. A, a, a teacher friend of mine from many, many years ago who I learned dances to, she used to tell me, Frank, there comes a time when you're teaching a class that you have to move on no matter what because you're never going to get 100% of the class getting the step just right. That's never going to happen. So if you get 90, 95% of them that are got the steps down, then start to move on to a little bit more complex steps or add more to it and that sort of, that sort of thing. I've always remembered that, and it seems to be very, very true because there's always going to be maybe that 5 10% that just... Not gonna get it, you know, but you know that happens. So that's kind of how I play it. Are there any dances that you are especially excited to graduate them toward? Like you know they'll love it once they're ready for it. Um, usually, I kind of like to mix in uh, something that's got maybe kind of a Latin beat. They see people seem to like the Latin music sound. Um, 
Oh, like the one you taught today. Oh, yeah, thank you. A little dance called Cuban Rhythm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I taught that to my beginners, and they did quite well. Uh, this is uh, their, right now we're in our fourth week of classes, so I was able to add that, uh, you know, mambo, side mambo steps and uh, a paddle, slow paddle turn and things. And uh, they did quite well with it. Um, it seems like they don't have any, because maybe the sound of the music, they don't seem to have a lot of trouble picking up, you know, the, the, the mambo triple steps and stuff like that with that kind of music. So I usually go with uh, something like that. Um, you know, I'm always in search of new dances to teach, you know, I don't just teach my stuff. Like that would be unfair to them, you know, to do that. So I'm always looking at other choreographers, things, and and uh, uh, sometimes I even kind of push mine to the side in favor of other people's because you know I don't want to just push my stuff. And uh, uh, so I I try to mix it up. Is there anybody, new stuff? Classics. Is there anybody who has like a catalog of dances you would especially recommend in the new or classic categories? As far as choreographers go, well, you can't go wrong with Joe Thompson Smansky, you know. Uh, I I just love her to death, and I remember when when I first started line dancing, when I first experienced it, um, it seemed like the teacher was always saying, "This is a Joe Thompson dance. This is a Joe Thompson dance." The other name that kept popping up back in the day when I started, like '96, I think '94, uh, somewhere in that area was uh, Max Perry always came up, you know, because she would be teaching things like Swamp Thing and, you know, some of those great old Max Perry dances and a a lot of Joe Thompson. So um, I usually look at those. Um, I I enjoy, uh, you know, Michael Barr's stuff to, you know, do a lot of of his things. But there's so many, you know, wonderful choreographers uh, out there that, you know, I try to look at everybody, plus a lot of the new ones that are coming up. There's some great stuff there, too. So, You mentioned you don't just teach them your dances. We haven't talked a whole lot about your dances. <laughs> How did choreography get started for you? It was kind of strange. Um, uh, I've been uh, teaching for about 20 years, I was saying, about 20 years. And uh, about 10 years ago, one of my students said, Frank, why don't you come up with your own dance? And I said, you know, there's just so many dances out there, so many choreographers, so many dances out there. The world doesn't need another line dance choreographer. So I, I kind of poo-pooed the idea. No, I'm not going to do that. Well, over the summer, I take a little couple months off in the summertime from my classes, about a month and a half or so. I'm, I'm listening to the radio, and a song came on that I thought, oh, that's a great song, you know. And uh, so I just started... I got up you know, in my kitchen and I was kind of playing around with steps and I kept working on it, working on it. And I thought, you know, this is, this is kind of interesting. So once our classes started up, I taught it to my students and it was a dance called Adaptable. I called it Adaptable because it was adaptable to a lot of different songs. Country songs, some pop songs, and so on. I originally choreographed it to a pop song and then found a country song that it worked out really great so I taught it to my students and they really liked it uh, yeah you just like you're just saying that because I'm your teacher no no it's really good so they kept requesting it over and over to do it so then that year I was going to the 
JG2 Marathon, which now they just call the marathon down in uh, uh, North Raleigh, mm. North Carolina. And they were they had a competition going on down there they, that they had every year. And they had a country division and they had a pop division, uh, choreography of new dances, beginner, you know, intermediate, that sort of thing. So I thought, all right. Nervously, I signed up for the competition and um, I entered the, the dance adaptable in both categories. You could enter the same dance, but you had to use country and you had to dress country mm. and you could enter it in the pop division and non-country outlook, look, you know, to yourself. So uh, I joined it. Max Perry turned out to be one of my judges. I was so nervous. There's the great, fabulous Max Perry, and he's going to be my judge. And I went, oh my God, I was so nervous. So I, I did it to a country song, uh, Carlene Carter's uh, song, uh, Trust Me. Trust Me is the, the song. And uh, Max was writing fury, furiously, while, you know, feverishly while I'm, I'm doing the dance. And then um, I and turned around and entered the same dance again uh, in the pop division with the Christina Aguilera song, uh, which right now, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name, but it's on the step sheet. So it turned out, make a long story short, it turned out when they had on Sunday the the uh, the awards I won first place in both divisions adaptable one in country division and adaptable one in the pop division I was oh lord both categories Uh, and they you know they gave you a bunch of different prizes and and some uh, passes to events Uh, and one of them was going to be a pass to the, the Windy City event where we're at right now so of course I came to Windy City and uh, enjoyed it, and I talked with uh, Mark, uh, who's the the uh, d- director, and I said, you know, I might be interested in teaching. You know, if you're if you're interested in having a greenie come in, and he said, well, you know, I heard you won with a dance called Adaptable down at the marathon. I said, yeah. He said, yeah. Let's have you teach this year. Said, oh, really? So uh, that's what happened. I, uh, I taught here, and after that dance came out, the pressure was on, you know, like, okay, uh, I have to come up with something else. So uh, I put together a dance called Duck Soup, which uh, did really well for me. Happy Radio, which also did really, really well for me, and the dances that are still being done today. And then others followed, uh, you know, Cooler than me, and uh, love me or leave me, love letter waltz, and just kind of snowballed from there. And here we are today, 2017. How do you create beginner dances that are accessible enough for people to look at and think, oh, I could do that maybe, and also keep them engaged so they're not thinking, well, this is too easy for me, and I'm ready to move on? Yeah. What makes them really want to stick with the dance and have it replayed every week? First and foremost, I think you would agree with this, it's the music. So many times it's not really the dance itself, it's if you love the music. And I'm a real music person. I I was in the music industry for 30 years as my 
job. So uh, I've always been into music. So I, I'm, people tell me that I'm able to pick good songs, good music. And that's probably because of my background. One of the but, DJs last night asked me specifically, he said, Frank Trace always finds the best music for uh, people to dance in. He's a DJ. Is that right? So he wanted to know, what's your secret? Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty funny. Uh, it's just, I have a very eclectic taste in music. Mm-hmm. You know, So I, I listen to everything from classical and opera to country music to you know, contemporary Christian, the rap, uh, current pop, disco, oldie. I mean, I just, I've always loved music of every genre, every genre. And maybe that's because of my upbringing. That's how my mother was. And I was used to hearing everything, big band, everything at home. You know, she just loved music, and that's where I got that from. So um, it's, it's finding a song that makes you want to get up and move to it. You know, there's, there's some songs that they're great songs, but they're more like sit down and have a cup of coffee or a cocktail music, right. you know. Others just makes you want to get up and move. And if it makes me want to get up and move, then that's a good piece of music. So that's what, then I'll choreograph something to it, as long as there's not already stuff out there to it, you know. I don't want to do that. But if I find that there's nothing to it, nobody else has anything out there, uh, then I'll choreograph to it. And I try, in my choreography, I try to add that little unexpected step that makes it stand out like in my dance duck soup when I came out with that I put into it a kind of a I think they call them shorty Georges it's a it's a moving back little uh, uh, action and I remember seeing that step in an old movie, the Andrews Sisters or something, an old movie from the 40s. And it was so cool, where you, you point your index fingers to the ground and you, you point back and forth and just kind of do the little Shorty George thing back. Well, that was the gimmick that made that dance click with people. That's what they remembered. And so I tried to, try to usually come up with something that's maybe just a little unexpected, but yet not difficult because I most of my choreography here is the beginner to high beginner some improver uh, I really leave most of the intermediate stuff uh, to, to the other choreographers because I think that's a little niche that is missed so much mm. is that beginner level which I, I would venture to say three-fourths of the people in the United States would fall into that beginner improver level as opposed to intermediate advanced but there's room for everybody. Yeah. Now, with all the steps that have been created over the years, how do you come up with something <laughs> that's new and different? I know. It, 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 is, it is difficult. You know, I, um, I love watching, uh, you know, maybe dancers in a movie or TV shows or, uh, you know, wherever, and kind of watch what they're doing. And sometimes you'll spot, oh, that's kind of an interesting little move, you know. Maybe I could kind of modify that just a little bit, you know. Uh, so that you kind of learn from, you know, other choreographers, from uh, what you see in the, you know, on the TV or YouTube with dancers, you know, all the dance shows on television and stuff. So I don't know, kind of like that. 
And for the music, how do you expose yourself to the, the songs that other people haven't heard but are so good that people should have heard them? Like yeah. that they would make a, an interesting dance and, and uh, it's a song that people want to hear more of. Like, is there... I've heard some people say they still go to, like, CD stores uh, or yeah. you know, go through old records. Uh, what is your what is your treasure trove from which you, yeah. you uh, draw music? Well, you know, it, it, as I was telling you, I was in the music industry for, for many years and I've always had a huge record collection. Ah. Vinyl records... Uh, the old 45s, if anybody remembers those, those things, you know. Dinner plates. Yeah, yeah, they were, they were. And the little and ones. I've got, Cell I've plates. got literally thousands of them in mint condition. So, you know, I have all, I kind of, maybe I'll go back and listen to, to old stuff. Um, but uh, today things are so different, you know, with the internet and so on. Um, I do go on like YouTube uh, and just maybe type in something random to see what what comes up, you know? Uh, maybe a fake song title or something to see what comes up. And I'm always surprised. Um, I still read uh, Billboard magazine online, the, 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 the music industry magazine, and I found an artist just recently that I just... the Latin artist that I just did uh, a dance to that I taught today called Cuban Rhythm. Uh, uh, my Spanish is not very good, but I found uh, this artist that Billboard was raving about out of Cuba, said she was the hottest new artist to come out of Cuba in years. Um, I went on YouTube, uh, Amy Navarro, something, is, is, I, I'm butchering that probably, but uh, I, I went to YouTube, typed that in, and I found a whole bunch of videos of her, and she's, wild flamboyant wild hair colorful costumes and I just loved her music uh, I'm like wow so I, I uh, downloaded her entire album because I thought yeah I'll, I'll be listening to this and then I heard one song one particular song that stuck out and I thought you know this would make a great little beginner uh, dance so that's how I found something like that so that's that's kind of how I do I'll just be Searching, um, I found a by doing that same method that I was just telling you about. I found an artist by the name of Spencer Day, young guy who's in the vein of Michael Bublé. Oh, uh, handsome young artist, beautiful voice, nice sound his voice. Found a bunch of videos of him performing uh, either live or whatever. Found an album that he has out. Again, heard one song that stood out uh, called You Don't Know That You're Lonely. And I loved it, the song. And I came up today, I taught that dance today, which I call Cool Jazz, uh, to that song by uh, uh, Spencer Day. So I found him uh, by doing that same kind of a method, you know. And just a little side note here. I'm, you know, maybe I'm babbling on a oh, lot. No, I'm sorry. Right, right. <laughs> uh, little side note about naming dances. Mm. So I came up with this dance called You Don't Know That You're Lonely. Well, you don't want to call a dance that. It's kind of a little like a negative. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't know that you're lonely. <laughs> so I try to think outside the box. And so I thought, well, the music is very cool got a jazzy flavor 
I'll call the dance cool jazz. So now it's not song specific when you do that. So other instructors may say, well, you know, that's a nice song, but there's this song by Michael Blue Blay that would, I think would work. And so they, you know, they can come up with other songs. I don't mind if people do that, you know, they're doing the dance and they might find something else that they enjoy doing it to. Um, so that's why sometimes I don't like to do a uh, song specific, you know, that's how Duck Soup transpired when I did that. I wanted a, a title that was short, stood out. What do you mean Duck Soup? <laughs> you know, what kind of a name is that? Well, I came up with that name because I was reading a magazine about World War II and they had in that article slangs that they used in the 40s. Hmm. So I'm reading down through these and there's a slang called duck soup. It's just duck soup. What did that mean? It meant something done easily. They used that in the 40s, and there's even a Marx Brothers movie called Duck Soup, and it's just something that can be done easily was it was the translation for Duck Soup. I thought, well, this is an easy dance. I'm going to call it Duck Soup, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> that's what it translates to, something done easily. And so it's kind of little crazy things like that that make it stand out. Yeah, I actually, uh, I put something out called KS for Kicks semi-recently. Yes, I just saw that. And it's uh, it's one of those things where part of it makes a reference to the song because they say, uh, I'm a rebel just for kicks. So you've got the kicks in there, but it also, uh, it, it has the K to show that there's a K step in it and that, you know, K is the first letter in kicks. And I've had people suggest, so uh, as an alternative to the much faster song, Feel It Still, um, there's Kicks by Paul Revere and the Raiders. Kicks. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I know that song. And, and somebody else uh, mentioned Ain't That a Kick in the Head, which is also a, a slower classic yes. song. Yes, a Dean Martin right. song. Right, yeah, so uh, da, 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 da. you can imagine the heel. Yeah, and, yeah, know, yeah. And I, I like that uh, people are getting creative with... Um, with the title mm-hmm. and and taking the content of the dance and applying it to yeah. other music, like yeah. I've, I've done that with um, the the dance uh, Candyman by Gerard Murphy. Yes, yes. I because uh, I originally it's to Christina Aguilera's uh, Candyman. Candyman, but, yeah. Uh, somebody suggested uh, yeah, using, it's eye candy. Right, eye yeah, candy. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And and um, I tested it out with uh, somebody's suggestion, the Candyman. By Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, and my senior group really likes it. Oh, sure, I it's mean, a song that they would enjoy. Exactly, yeah. it's slower, and the lyrics aren't uh, quite what Christina yeah. Aguilera's are. Yeah. A little, little family-friendly yeah. uh, version, and uh, I like that it still incorporates the candy part of the title. I candy exactly. could be so many things. Could be so many things, yeah. and that that is a, a, a nice little dance, and I teach that one as well from Gerard Murphy. He. Uh, he, he has a nice little beginner dance, and like you say, you could do it faster. You do a faster song like Christine's, or you can do it a little bit slower. Uh, you know, and it works. I've used various songs for that. Yeah, that's 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 it's a pretty cool thing when you can do that. And by the way, uh, yeah, your little dance, I do have that on my list. Like I'll be teaching it within the next few weeks <laughs> back in Canton, Ohio. So yeah, yeah, I saw that. I thought, that's pretty cute. Yeah, good job, good job. Yeah, Joe helped me with that one. Uh, I was trying to figure out the third eight, and uh, we, were, we were out after the dancing for the dream event uh, on a, a porch, and I, I was showing her what I had so far, and the third eight, for some reason, like, 
it wasn't it wasn't quite connecting with like with the the uh, ending that I had in mind. So she just kind of flipped it around the other way, and for some reason, like it just worked when she did it. I was like, yeah. I don't know how I didn't how I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, but she she has a real talent for stitching together things like that. Yeah, yeah. she does. Joe is is wonderful. Her and I collaborated last year on a uh, uh, a beginner dance. Uh, that came out during the holidays called Mr. Santa. Right. And, uh, 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 oh, why can't I think of her name? Nancy Hayes? Nancy Hayes. Yeah, I'm glad you thought of that. Who does Come Dance With Me? Right. Uh, She's a friend of Joe's, and she approached Joe and said, I have this Christmas song, Mr. Santa. Uh, You know, I would like for you to come up with a nice little beginner dance that I can use, you know, maybe at my shows and uh, maybe catch on, you know, kind of like Come Dance With Me. And uh, Joe Thompson says, well, um, I've got to have a lot going on right now. I'm going to put you in touch with Frank Trace. And so Nancy Hayes contacts me and said, Joe Thompson Szymanski said that I should get in touch with you. I have this song. It's a Christmas song. Maybe you can come up with something easy to do to it. And she sent me the music. And so I played around with it. And I thought, yeah, this is kind of fun. And uh, Joe and I then got together. And I had the basic dance down. uh, Showed it to Joe, as a matter of fact, a year ago right here in uh, Chicago. And Joe says, yeah, that's good. Uh, What about this? And, you know, she added, you know, like that, uh, there's a a tag, you know, an eight-count weave that you do to the right and the left. And it was like just what the dance needed. It just needed something. I couldn't put my finger on what it was that wasn't. And Joe came in, boom, how about this? And it just, it made the dance. It just made it. So the the dance uh, became pretty popular last Christmas before teaching at Christmas parties and at... You know, it's a great little song, too, a fun little song. Uh, and it's uh, Mr. Santa, but it goes to the tune of Mr. Sandman. You know, bum, 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 you know, that sort of thing. So after the dance became successful at the holidays, I contacted Nancy Hayes and I said, it would be great if you could do a version of Mr. Sandman so people can still do this dance other than the holidays. And she says... That's a great idea. So she got her two daughters and her son, who are with her on this song, she got them together, went back into the recording studio, did the song over again as Mr. Sandman, and then put it out, and that extended the life of the dance. And now I've already heard from people that said that they're going to be reteaching Mr. San- Santa, you know, for Christmas coming up soon. So it's just kind of one of those little things. And Joe has that knack of just putting in that right thing that makes the dance click yeah I just love her to death yeah it, it's great that you're able to have this relationship with artists and other choreographers yeah. and too. like the line yeah. dance community is so tight knit in that way yeah if you had a message that you could put out to the entire community just you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of, uh, of people in the community what is something that you would like to share with all of them anything you'd like to like them to think about or maybe actions to take and after that, we got one more very short question for you. Okay, okay. Um, you know, uh, it, life is short. It goes by really, really quick. You know, when you're, when you're young, you don't believe when older people say that to you. But it's, it's still very, very true. You need to have some fun and joy in your life. 
you you need to once in a while just forget about work forget about family issues problems that you might be having and you need to do something for yourself something fun for yourself maybe you don't do it with your husband wife partner or whatever it's just something for you and something like line dancing can fill that in a person's life and I've seen it happen where it does help somebody who has lost a spouse uh, going through uh, problems in their life a divorce or whatever you know trauma that we all go through in our lives when you dance you forget about that stuff and it just it, it leaves your mind you put a smile on your face and it just helps you so my message is to find that passion find something and maybe it just might be dancing maybe you don't think you can dance I don't believe people that tell me I have two left feet I can't dance no you don't somebody somewhere along the line told you that and you believed it you can do it all you gotta do is put your mind to it do something fun in your life and try dancing Good message. <laughs> All right, and one final question. Yeah. If there is a dance you would recommend for everyone to learn right now, oh wow, what would that be? Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> That's a tough one because, uh, Christopher, there's just, as you know, there's so many great dances out there, and I really hate to just kind of like point out one particular one because. Uh, you know, they do come and go pretty quickly, but there's some that just kind of stick around and forever. You know, I think maybe maybe one of my uh, current favorites that's in the improver level would be "Yeah" by Michael Barr. You know, the song is uh, pleasant, and the dance is not difficult, but very interesting. Uh, uh, you know something like that it's kind of it's really kind of hard to say exactly pinpoint you know there's there's so many good ones look at the ones that have longevity those are the ones that uh, that are the really good ones there's some that come and go real quick uh, but the ones that have longevity currently uh, what is that uh, uh, Lonely Drum oh yeah which is uh, yeah which is a, a nice pleasant dance nothing too difficult there at all but it's a combination of nice steps, great music. And that's that. Uh, so it's kind of hard to say, just, you know, in particular. But there's a couple yeah, that I mentioned anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much for Well, Christopher, out to thank you for asking. You know, it was really, really nice. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of your, your podcast. I listen to them, and I think you're doing a great service for us line dancers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Until uh, next time, we will see you, you on the dance floor.